Hello my friends, this is Alex. Welcome to Socialism Survival Podcast number 79. First, I want to apologize for delay with the show. Uh, my computer experienced an expected shutdown and the huge file I worked on was lost completely. It took some time to restore it in my memory. Plus, I added some other things that weren't included in first show plan. In this show, I continue speaking on socialism and Islam, more exactly on their commonalities. Are you wondering what they have in common and how they can operate together? Keep listening and I will share it with you after my traditional virtual housekeeping and community organizing. Please visit my website at socialismsurvival.com if you haven't done it yet. You will find there all my previously recorded podcasts, my blogs, forum, and many ways to connect with me over internet like Google Friends Connect, Facebook, Twitter. You even can call me from my website using Google Voice feature in right top corner of the site's main page. If you prefer to use email, you can send your message to podcast at socialismsurvival.com. While on my website, check out my recommended books section. But whether you buy books or not, if you proceed from there to Amazon and purchase something else, anything you want, Amazon will pay me for directing traffic to them and it will help to pay this show's expenses. The same way it works with Walmart links you will find on the socialismsurvival.com website. You can help to boost my show and website online ratings by linking to it from your sites and blogs and by rating and commenting on iTunes, Microsoft Zoom, and other places. Of course, old reliable methods like word of mouth are appreciated. Sharing information about the show personally with your relatives and friends will not only boost its popularity, but what is more important will give them the same access you have to this unique and unprecedented insider information about socialism. Last show I briefly introduced you to the relations of Islam with the National Socialism of Germany and International Socialism of the USSR. Why both Germany and Soviet Union had spent vast sums of money to support such monsters like Muhammad Amin al-Husseini and PLO chairman Yasser Arafat. On the other hand, why Muslims who repeat over and over that Islam is a religion of peace, 
supported totalitarian dictatorial regimes of Nazi Germany and Soviet Union. What did attract both to each other? First of all, due to many commonalities, I will touch today only few of them. While speaking of Islam, I will use what we learned about it from history as well as from current events like 9-11 and others. Talking about socialism, I will mainly refer to the kind of system we had in Soviet Union. The Bible says we will know them by their fruits. Also, we will see that they pursue similar goals. Don't be disturbed by what supposedly looks like a fact that one is a second biggest world religion and another is godless, atheistic political system. They are like two-sided coins. Of course, each coin has two sides. One side is religious and other side is political. Here is one thing that I mentioned last show. The redistribution of wealth. Both founder of Islam Muhammad and founder of the first socialist empire Vladimir Lenin robbed the rich and distributed goods among their supporters. Karl Marx, whose ideology Lenin used and improved, was also for hitting hard the rich. Also, both systems used confiscated riches to advance their ideology, to spread their propaganda, and to arm themselves against those who disagreed with them. National Socialist Adolf Hitler had the same use of the properties of those whom he eliminated. Both Islam and all kinds of socialism were and still are power-hungry gangs. Their understanding of peace is as something only possible with their total control of the world. Muslims will only stop their fight when all countries and continents are conquered for Islam. They promise that other religions will be able to exist under their protection. You can read domination. But if Islam will control whole worlds, from whom they will protect others? Well, don't be too naive to believe their promises, because both were and are using lies and deception to advance their cause. Muslims are allowed to lie if that in the end will make Islam victorious. Soviet socialists lied to poor people of Russia and other republics, promising them bright utopian future under communism. In both Islam and socialism, people had to be 
fanatically devoted to their idea. In podcast number three, I shared with you the story of Pavlik Morozov, young boy brainwashed by socialist propaganda who betrayed his family to Bolsheviks and became Soviet national hero. Those Muslim suicide bombers, they also betray their commitment to their families. Many of them leave behind widows and their little children become orphans. Murder, hatred and destruction are yet few more things in common. Suicide bombings, beheadings, hangings, brutal torture resulting in victims' death are just a few of methods used by Islam against their enemies. Remember, you can be tortured and executed simply because you reject Islam as the only true religion. In 20th century, German and Soviet socialists murdered millions of innocent men, women and children. Bloodthirsty nature of socialism and Islam was directed not only against external enemies, but also against their own citizens. Muhammad and his gang executed in Medina those who just years before invited him to be their arbitrator. Most of those who died at hands of Soviet socialism were Soviet citizens. The same is true about Cuba, China, North Korea and other socialist states. Another commonality that especially needs to be mentioned is hatred of Jews. Muhammad literally wiped out Jewish tribes who refused to recognize him as God's prophet. Men were killed, property stolen, and women taken as sex slaves. Hitler's national socialism that produced Holocaust wasn't any better towards Jews. It was worse. While Nazis literally exterminated millions of Jews, they had Muslims serving in their army. Many people, even here in America, think that socialism was a product of Jewish conspiracy, as if Jews decided to commit suicide. If that was the case, why then many Soviet Jews had to change their names, hide their identity in order to survive and succeed in their careers? Jews in Soviet Union were mocked as everything that was associated with them. If Jews were ruling why then Russian Orthodox Church that 
has a lot of anti-Semitic writings, was officially recognized religious authority in Soviet Union. Not Jewish synagogue. Why not Jewish synagogue? Yes, some of those who were Jews in name only were used by socialist powers, but later they were also executed or removed in a different way. In previous podcasts, I mentioned some of them. For example, Kendrick Yagoda. He changed his name from Enoch Yeguda, obviously Jewish name, and formally accepted Christianity, yet it didn't guarantee his safety. So it didn't matter what roots someone had. Everyone had to prove their blameless loyalty to the ideology and regime in order to be safe and keep their job. Hatred of Jews is the area where socialism and Islam are extremely united. It looks like they even agree to put aside some differences and disagreements in order to achieve their goals of humiliation and destruction of Jews and Israel. Soon after the formation of PLO, which who doesn't know means Palestine Liberation Organization, and soon after Yasser Arafat took leadership in his hands, Soviet Union that previously voted for the creation of Jewish state then sided with destructive anti-Israeli forces. One thing, Soviets were disappointed that Israel didn't become another Soviet Socialist Republic, but even more, Israel followed American capitalism. That fact brought up even more hatred of America and Israel by both socialists and Muslims. After the Soviet Union's collapse, its successor, Russia, keeps supporting Muslims. For example, uh, Mahmoud Ahmadinejad of Iran, the most talkative hater of Israel, and socialists like Hugo Chavez of Venezuela, known for his anti-Israeli position. It looks like Jews and Israel are really standing in the way of the new world system desired by both socialists and Muslims. Socialism, previously profoundly atheistic, went through some transformation since Soviets' breakdown and understands now that such religion as Islam could be better tool to control people than gulags camps. Religion described by Karl Marx as the opium for the people is viewed now as something that can be 
used to control people uh, through the use of this kind of spiritual drug. During the last century, socialists tasted various religious uh, systems on their ability to control people. And it looks like Islam is beyond competition as the religion of their choice. However, new socialist world order ship that embraces Islam may have their intentions hit a submerged rock bottom of Islam's inner conflicts between Shia and Sunni Muslims. While they are united now in their hatred of Israel and the rest of civilized world and in their pursuit of Islam dominance, that uh, may change when the time will come to decide who should preside over New World Council, Shias or Sunnis. Although in a minority, Shias are gaining their momentum with the expectations of the return of 12th Imam, also called Mahdi, who they believe will bring justice and peace to the world by establishing Islam throughout the world. In Islam, Mahdi meaning equals to the Messiah. Of course, the Messiah I know, as well as all true Christians and Jews should, has nothing to do with Mahdi, who therefore should be viewed as false Messiah or anti-Christ. There is no doubt in me on whom that Mahdi represents. The Mahdi's narcissist spiritual father is Lucifer himself, whose spiritual children, whether in Islam like Muhammad and Arafat, or in socialism like Hitler and Stalin, or in both like O. Presidento, inherited his narcissistic traits. Summarizing commonalities, I see that through the centuries, Islam and socialism were led by the same spiritual source that opposes God of Israel and his chosen Messiah. Both socialism and Islam are discredited by their own actions. However, they will keep doing their dirty work because according to them, any methods are good when used to bring forth their changes to the world in form of the new world order and its Mahdi-like narcissistic leader. With this, I'm signing out. May God bless you and keep you.
God bless you America until the next week when you will hear again the voice of common sense your socialism survival host Alex 